Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it, it 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 goes all types of places. Okay, so I'm cool with it. You're you're cool with everything though. Just going with the flow. I think I want to call this episode energy management. I actually wanted to call it the beauty is a beast because I love the fact that you're a pretty girl who <laughs> who thinks like the way that you would expect like a stereotypically grown ass man to think. Like I love the way your mind works. Um, that's the reason why I wanted you to be on the show. And just thank you for agreeing to come course because i know you've been on fancy podcasts like joe budden and them and so you come into the comedy studio that we tape at to do humanize is a big deal for me joe budden does his uh podcast on like a basement oh shit <laughs> are you serious uh-huh. it's a basement yeah and i'm talking all this shit about my studio oh i need to put some respect on my name mm-hmm. okay so for anybody who is listening to this soft voice why is your voice so soft and lovely? I need to work on that. <laughs> I have like a radio disc jockey voice. Like, welcome. <laughs> well, no, you have a nice voice. I mean, that that's what you... It's my job to, right. to talk like a newscaster. Yeah, so this is a good thing. Well, you have a good like, hey, can I get a $10,000 voice? Well, <laughs> I'm those, not going to lie. <laughs> for those of you who are not watching, we are talking to model, actress, <laughs> entrepreneur, and general fitness badass, Rosa Acosta. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on the show. You don't understand how perfect this timing is because when I booked you to be on the show, I did not know that I would be on day 10 of my fitness journey. Oh, nice. Congrats. Day 10, honey. I usually quit by day seven. So this sounds like good. 10 means like, okay, my body's like, oh, we're doing a thing. We're doing something, right? And uh, I start, had my first real workout yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to start with like a rigorous walk. This old Latin couple in my neighborhood was going on a walk as well. And they outwalked me. And I felt very, <laughs> I judged myself. Abuela and, <laughs> and, and her man were walking faster than me the entire time to the point where I started to get in my feelings like I have to pass them. Well, it's probably because they have been doing it consistently. So Clearly. It doesn't, I don't think fitness is about like age or, you know, youth. It's just about consistency. So there's people that look. She was in her 70s, Rosa. I got out walked by a 70 year old last night. Yeah, no, it happens. I, I've been I've been at, at yoga or Pilates and I've been, you know, kind of like outshadowed by like an older person. And and no part of your ego was like, oh, OK, look at you. No, because they earned that. That's true. You know, You're so I'm gracious. still at the, I'm still at the beginning. You know, if it's my first day, my first week, my first month and they have been there, you know, for a year or two. 
you know. I think I stalked this couple a little bit because then I started following. I didn't realize I was following them until I was like, I'm walking their route to see if I can pass them. This is stalking. And so I had to make myself like stop at the Froyo place and do an about face. But no, they were in their 70s and they were power rocking. You mentioned Pilates, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I actually had this on the agenda. Uh, someone has recently become very popular for that word, Lori Harvey. Uh, because mm. she was talking about how she got her abs and looked great at the Met Gala because she did Pilates. She eats 1200 calories a day. Um, I think she works out two a days. She uses unicorn tears in her tea. I don't know. She gave <laughs> like a whole regimen right. and the internet, internet lost their minds. They were like, right. this is not healthy. And it was like a huge debate. Right. And I saw that you posted, see, this is exactly why I don't be telling y'all shit about what I do. <laughs> Talk to right. a physician. Explain, would you have done what she did? Like, did you agree or disagree with her sharing her regimen like that? Because it was a lot of information. Well, the, the, the thing with regimens and diets and workout programs is that they off in my opinion they should be personalized That's you know true. my workout yeah. shouldn't be the same workout that you do unless we were we both um you know started at the same time and we're kind of like at the same fitness level right so when i tell first of all the first thing is when i say <laughs> what i do nobody is gonna do it i already know oh i already know none of my so friends, strict none of my friends look my friends like I want to work with you that last one day. Oh, and then they 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 is it because of they physically can't do it because their body said no, or is it because they mentally can't do it because there's a difference? Um, a, a combination. That makes sense. But yeah. you know, so I really when people ask me like, what do you do? You know, I work out, I train hard, and I you know I diet. But I don't go into details because my diet is actually made for me and my goals. How I want to look. And yeah. we have look into what my body, how my body works. And then we're applying like things. But you've completely reshaped. Like you've, I saw a, a, a throwback Thursday that you posted. Now this sounds like I'm stalking your story. Sorry. I saw <laughs> a throwback Thursday that you posted of you when you were a ballerina. Yes. That's yeah, a no, very I was... different body. Yeah, that was probably 60 pounds ago. <laughs> Are you serious? And you're. Rosa, you're tiny now. You were 60 pounds lighter. So you were a handbag. You were well, actually probably a, more than 60. Wait, how much is like? No, yeah, like about 60 pounds. Rosa, that's half. Wait, I don't. Okay. My mind is trying to do the math. I cannot imagine you 60 pounds lighter. So you were very, very thin. Yes. And I, I've heard, and please correct me, that ballerinas have to like diet to be super small. Is it for those lifts? Like, what's the reason? Well, you know, a man has to well even if you're dancing alone mm -hmm. like dancing ballet is 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 hard you know mm -hmm. and you have to look almost like ethereal like you're flying and you're just just like delicate a whisper uh you know thing it's a little like so uh, you have to weigh eight ounces to be a ballerina yeah and then also the man has to graciously be able to lift you with one hand for the most part why you know? can't he and, just be stronger and let me eat some cake like Okay, I but get no, it. they are strong, but they have to, you know, the you have to make their job easier. So that's the, true. you know, they they are strong because they are gonna do it, but they have to also look graciously what they doing it. So they are not, you yeah. know, it's different than lifting weights where you can just be like grind like, and throw them like you. They lift you up and they have to put you back very slowly, you know. But then I think about people like Misty Copeland who look like a hybrid of the typical ballerina 
But she's a lot a lot stronger than I'm used to seeing ballerinas look, though. But she's very small. You're right. She just, oh, God, you're right. She is tiny. She's just sinewy. So how do we go from, hold on, from a ballerina wearing eight ounces <laughs> to now being the badass that you are? Like, I literally feel like you need to be cast for Xena Princess Warrior, the reboot. <laughs> I'm Rosa. Like, you look like you could kick over a horse. How did you go from I that? I probably to can. That was a flex, guys. If you guys follow <laughs> Rosa on Instagram, they she shows her, herself lifting what five hundred pounds with her feet and all types of stuff. How'd you go from that to this? Because that's a huge difference, fitness wise. Yeah. Well, so when I was dancing, you know, I had like a couple of eating disorders, and I went through like my share of like health issues. Trying to stay small, yeah. Right. And you know, I was dancing professionally the last four years that I danced. That I was dancing for the only classical company well at the time it was the only classical company in my country and the Dominican Republic guys for those of you who don't know Rosa's story yes. Rosa's Dominican my, my family's Haitian and Cuban so technically we're from the same island I mm, love yes, this yes we are oh I love this so um so when I moved to America I stopped dancing and I still wanted to stay active so I was like exploring different things like Pilates and yoga and like other kind of ballroom dancing like all kinds of other things and you know just also going to the gym and then i kind of like fell in love with the sport of bodybuilding you mentioned you went to i think one time i asked you you said you went to brazil i did and everybody all the women in brazil i'm smiling right now thinking about it, but all the women in brazil look like stallions you said you yes. wanted to look like a stallion too yeah i mean if i still uh wanted to be like slim you know right. after i stopped dancing it's not like i was I stopped dancing and I was like, yes, I want to have big legs. I was right. actually fighting against the way my body naturally is. Like, How is your body naturally? Because I'm so used to watching you work out so much. If you were to, God forbid, like just say, hey, I need a month or two off, would your body just like lose all that muscle mass? Like, What is your natural physique? I don't know. I've been dancing since I'm four years old. So you really don't have any idea because you're always doing something. I, I to... assume that I will look like a lot, a lot like my mom. My mom and I have the same type of body. She looks I, just like you. I'm just muscular, but it's the same type. So she's curvy, just not as. She's she's curvy. We are somewhat curvy, not like the curviest. You know, we're not guitars or nothing. We're more like cans of soda wait 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 Rosa. okay <laughs> like kind of thick but all the way around okay Rosa, i don't know if you know what a can of soda looks like ish yeah, like kind of like you know like this oh not the water like, bottle like, rosa like thick you know but all around we don't we're not like we we we're not lucky enough to have like the tiny little ways so that, you don't have that that uh penelope, penelope cruz or that the super um no Salma Hayek you don't Salma have the, Hayek. you don't have no. the Salma Hayek body I definitely don't I don't know if you guys noticed <laughs> but it's very obvious that I don't have that body that is I, crazy. I look very much like like a footballer teddy bear <laughs> okay you know what we're gonna stop because this is the part where Rosa just roasts herself what you guys don't realize is we take the show at a comedy improv studio and before we started taping, I said, Rosa, have you thought about doing improv? Because you're so naturally funny. And you said, no, that shocks me. You seem like the perfect person who would do a comedy set. You know, if T.I. can do comedy, Rosa, why can't you? You're a lot funnier than him. Well, I don't know. Uh, 
you know, I did Wilding Out. I was a Wilding Out girl for many episodes and then for many this seasons. Flex. And then Nick Cannon's Wilding Out on MTV. Uh huh. And and then you know, but Nick is my friend, and so Nick says, you know, I want you to be one of the comedians like on the team. And I did it one season, and I, you know, he he was like, I wanna, I think you should go to like improv classes, and I think oh, you great. you should do this. And I just told him no. I actually felt you told him no. Yeah. I think you're the only beautiful woman who sold Nick Cannon known a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I usually don't say no to money. Right. Uh, however, I just felt, uh, well, you have to, you have to be there with this group of very talented, like, comedians. Right. Like, they, not only did they were born with the gift, right, but you can tell that they have work on their craft. These yeah. people can... Um, improvise they will rap they will roast you like the whole thing is just crazy and this feelings. is just like and i just felt like i was taking space for a very talented person that was out there like for 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 you know for nick to make space for me to be on the show they had to say no to somebody but rosa you were talented that that could have still been your space no i no <laughs> not your ministry no, I I know the kind of funny that I am. I'm funny with my friends. Right. You know, no, you're funny on TikTok. You're funny on social media. You're funny. You dressed up as Tina from Bob's Burgers and did the infamous twerk Rosa. That yeah. was freaking hilarious. Yeah, but but those are things that you know. There's all kinds of types funny. of like funny, and yeah. I just think like the kind of the improv funny that, you know, the Carlos Miller or Chico Bean or DC Young Fly. Yeah, they're. Amazing. I'm not there and. I felt like I was disrespecting them by being there. Wow, that's very altruistic of you. Like to be like, hey, you know, guys, I, I don't want to take up this space. You're naming a lot of men. So you're a beautiful woman in this space with all these men with their egos and whatnot. What is it like being in that room? Because you get to see them like one of the boys. Like you're you're a beautiful woman, but you, I, I'm, I'm sure because I've hung out with you, you were treated like one of the guys because you're very pew, pew, pew and straightforward. <laughs> Uh, so let me tell you something. Rosa will tell you what she thinks, honey. So, what was it like being in the space, like being in the boys' club, not being a guy? Because you must have seen the underbelly of masculinity in that space, or just in any of those spaces that you've been in. Well, um, they are great. Yes, those guys are great. But men in general, when they get to guy talk, they are candid. Um, I I don't think I think they were. Still thinking that you were a beautiful woman in the room and they were still probably being nice because you were there. Uh, I'm not sure. It's just like the the way the energy well, if we're just speaking about Walden Out. Okay, let's, let's let's start with Walden Out. Yeah. So Walden Out is like is is different. Yeah. This like we are all family, you know? Oh, I this love is that. it's just like it's amazing. You know, and I nobody ever made me feel bad about being there. Mm -hmm. People were helping me and they were you know like doing everything they could to like make me feel good and like oh, accepted and okay this is these are people that have been doing this for decades so it's not a typical boys club and i think i want well i'm wondering now is that because of nick because i think usually when you see an environment like that where people are treated with such respect it's usually because the head of the of the organization or the head of the um the, the food chain is saying, let's be good people. And he seems like a really sweet guy. Nick is awesome. And he does Nobody has anything bad to say about him. Nobody. Well, you know, and I feel like a lot of people will have the same story to tell about mm -hmm. him. And Nick it's just like, he, 
yeah, like when nobody believed in me, he did. Or, you know, when I, people might not know that when I was going through something, or I didn't have a place to live. Like he put me in an apartment, like he, that's Aww. the kind of person that he's. And he doesn't only do it to women because it'll be really easy for me to say, oh, Nick Cannon, always like, look out for me. People are like, of course, he's going to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is that I he's done it to a lot of men, a lot look of... Look at Jason Lee. Jason Lee was on one. A lot of yeah. women, a lot of... But he's done stuff beyond... I mean, some of us are never going to hear the end of the stories because some people don't even have a platform. Yeah, that's true. He helps a lot of people. It's so crazy because I was working in an organization, I won't name them, and the CEO said we were hemorrhaging money. And we were like, I guess we're going to go under. And he was like, we have a meeting with Nick Cannon. He's going to try to help us. And I was like, Nick, what? What? How did Nick Cannon get? And so there's been so many times where I've heard people in, are in trouble and I randomly hear Nick's name at the moment. Like, he's Batman. Yeah. Nick yep. Cannon is Batman, guys. This is, this is the first exclusive that you've heard. Yep. And it's so crazy because now he's only known as being the father of many, <laughs> <laughs> many, many beautiful children yes um it's interesting when you see somebody that charismatic and who's that much of a good uh community person but then you think about how they date right and i know that you are in a relationship where we won't shout out your boo <laughs> <laughs> yes we will not shout out rosa's boo but he, blush. he's not the infamous j-dog um but like what is your thoughts about dating in this industry would you ever date somebody in the industry probably not <laughs> i so I, I never dated in the industry i well like an artist or okay. uh or an athlete well like the wmba counts right the wmba definitely does count as something in the entertainment and sports field so, rosa shut up rosa so yeah just but that was a long time ago. and for those of you who are like wmba let me tell you rosa is is a fluid individual i i mean i personally just call you gay to your <laughs> Rosie's equal opportunity. And I, I do think that there's a lot of women who are going to be listening to this work and I slide into your DM, so be careful. Um, I don't check my DM, so don't, please don't. <laughs> please don't slide into Rosie's DM. Ladies or gentlemen, leave her alone. You're very discerning about who you have in your space. And that's something that I'm just starting to finally learn. Like, okay, in LA, you can't have everybody be your friend. How do you figure out who you have around and who you're like, oh, they're just trying to get a look let me just be polite like how do you discern that because you're really good at energy management um you know i think it was just like it's just uh practicing you know i've been in la for what 12 years now oh so God. i've got into years. i think i've always been good with people and with reading um, people and being able to be like mm, this one's a little bit on some yeah yeah but also um i'm for some reason, I'm not that approachable. And so, really? mm -hmm. and so I don't get, it's not like there's a line of people trying to be my friend. Either. Is it resting bitch face? <laughs> I don't know. That is, you know, that that's crazy to me. When I met you, I met you, uh, was it 2020? It was Valentine's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a Valentine's episode of I'm here for the food. Shout out to people who've been following us since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, and I almost wore the same outfit, but I, it was in the laundry. I didn't feel like finding it. But like, I remember Melissa telling me, she's like, look, I'm not into women. Rosa Acosta has big dick energy. So just don't look into her eyes for too long because it's like, I'm like, what? And then I so met funny. you and you were such a cat daddy. I was like, Jesus Christ, you, <laughs> you did have big dick. But you were always very kind though. And so it's so interesting for me to think of you not being approachable because since day one, I was like, she's really nice. I think I approached the right type of people for me okay so that makes sense. maybe that's why we click you're also a tourist too i think that's people right. who are listening to the show are gonna be like blue 
How many fucking Tauruses? I know. We've it's had about, a lot of us. We've had a lot of Tauruses on the show. I've I been know. I've been celebrating birthdays for about six months now. Well, I'm, I'm done tired. celebrating birthdays. I everybody's well, I have actually two more birthdays. Uh that's exhausting. It's my my trainer and another friend from the gym. Oh nice. And they are Geminis, which are my least favorite um zodiac sign. Rosa, how do you say that? You can't you can't announce your least favorite. Okay, why is Gemini your least favorite zodiac sign? They they are just bad people. And well, Rosa, we okay, so for those Geminis are, who are watching this show, <laughs> they're Geminis. They're just really bad people. And they, also the views of Rosa Acosta there's really are not mine. There's really not that many benefits to be a Gemini. The main benefit is wow. that when the zombie apocalypse happens, you know the zombies won't be able to eat the Geminis because they will get an indigestion. So basically... Rosa chose violence, guys. <laughs> Rosa chose <laughs> So your trainer's a Gemini. How's she going for... She's going to hear this and make I you... I told her. You... What would she say? Uh, well, she just says, like, well, you know, men and, and women Geminis are different. I'm like... All of y'all are trash. Gemini, I've heard, is the most hated zodiac sign, and I cannot they figure are. out why. They are, yeah. In a world where other signs who do dastardly things exist, so technically speaking, because you guys know I'm into astrology, Gemini's are considered the most intellectually quick sign in the zodiac. Maybe because there's two of them. So they're very smart, and they yeah. love adventure. I wouldn't say that, but oh, I, think, no. I think they are... No, they. I think they are moved by their intellect. Yeah, so they're, they're the most. Yeah, they love with their brain and not with their heart, and that's where they lose you. You've already chose violence. You might as well just say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, actually, let me just say this also. My best relationship before, obviously, this one that I'm in now, uh-huh. was with a Gemini. So wait, no, okay, Rosa. Okay, hold on, Rosa. You can't say both things. You can't say that your least favorite sign, but they were your best relationship. Yeah, I can actually. Sue me if I can't. Well, look, at I'm a Taurus with a Gemini rising. <laughs> so you will love me and you hate me at the same time. You know what's so crazy is I recently, and I haven't actually talked about this before. I was going to wait until we had another psychologist on the show, but screw it. We'll talk about it with Rosa Acosta. Yeah, I, I have all the credentials. What are you why talking not? about? Let me, Therapist, let me pull Rosa. credential from right here. <laughs> same difference. But I recently <laughs> um, got diagnosed with being neurodivergent. And neurodivergent means like, a high functioning form of autism. So I, I assimilate in the regular world, but the, the thing about being neurodivergent and having what they used to call Asperger's is I'm very, um, what you would call it, sensitive to words. It makes you very word sensitive. So who who diagnosed you? A clinical psychologist. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't- And, and I didn't, why, why were you there? Because my friend was like, you're really, <laughs> <laughs> thank you rosa you're what are you barbara walters now the interview has switched no my friend was like you're really bad at realizing when you're not safe with people that you love like i like you have good instincts well like so if somebody was doing you dirty you'd be like oh she's on some snake shit let me go away i'm like forrest gump like i love her she didn't mean like my brain cannot figure out when someone that i love doesn't mean me well because mm -hmm. i'm so literal that if you say the right things i take you literally even if your actions are saying something else. Mm. So the part of your brain that can like, look at Rosa's face, the part of your brain that can differentiate between actions and words, my brain doesn't pick up on that. So people be like, Blue, you're so smart. How did you not know she was on some fuck shit? And I'm like, cause she said the right thing. Like my brain does not compute nonverbal um, bad things. In the right. Is there like a cure for that? 
this yeah, this is the therapy for you to like start to figure out people want some fuck shit. Mm. Uh, there's also a therapy of having friends like you who are like blue. <laughs> you wouldn't think. <laughs> and all my friends who I've told I'm neurodivergent, they were like, that's why I'm always looking out for you because I'm the friend that people be like, blue is sweet and she's smart, but if there's a snake in her midst, we have to look out for her. And for a long time, I didn't have language around that. Now I know this, it's just a brain thing and it's not my fault, right? Hmm. You're the complete opposite <laughs> of neurodivergent. Yes. What yeah. I can't see, you smell it from like around the corner. Yeah. And also, too, it's a good thing to tell my friends, too, because I think a lot of my friends used to think I was being difficult from being word sensitive. Now that I know I have a, a thing, like I don't want to call it a disability, but now that I know I'm word sensitive, I can be like, hey, don't use ugly words around me because I'm going to get my feelings hurt. It's a whole thing, right? And the beauty about having language around how my brain works is now I know who's safe and who's not. And I love people who are very direct. You are very direct. Was I? Yeah, I try to. I I don't. No, think you don't I try. Ha- you succeed. You're very. Direct. I I don't think I always been really. Yeah, because I am an empath, and I don't want to like hurt people. But I have you know also realized that that can uh, be me and the person that I'm trying to protect in the ass. So that's true. Yeah, you know, like. So how do you if you pick up something that might hurt somebody that you love? How do you discern? what to share and what to let them figure out on their own well this is really interesting because i i have stories from you know that date from when i was in in high school Mm -hmm. and i you know elementary school like i remember we had a friend and she was very lovely and she was a sweet girl but her armpits smell really bad oh and we (laughs) we didn't know how to tell her you know and so we we decided to do a raffle for uh (laughs) A kit that has like a deodorant, lotion, body spray. You also have a fake raffle just to get her to put something on her armpits. And she didn't want to buy the number. She didn't want to enter the raffle. And it was rigged for her to win because she needed. We the were. We were she's go, she was gonna win because we were just trying to give it to her in a way that we didn't hurt her. Right. She didn't want to like get, enter the raffle, so somebody had to come and be like, "Okay, I'm just gonna enter for her. Like, just You're give like, me this one number, please take it." Yeah. <laughs> And and it's happened to me a couple of times where, you know, I had a friend that wasn't just looking good. Okay, unpack not looking good. Did she look homeless? Like I, it was a guy. Oh, did he look He dep- looked like a depressed uncle. That makes sense because depression actually one of the tenets of depression is hygiene goes out the window. When people are depressed, they don't take care of their hygiene. It wasn't hygiene. It was just disheveled. It was just yes, it was just like um a look you but know. you're well here's the thing about being a model is like you'd be like hey love you know this is what i do for a living let's fix your look like you could lean on that and say hey this is what i do how did you tell him that he looked crazy well i didn't at the beginning i just bought this person a bag of clothes and things <laughs> i was like you know i think this will look great on you like i'm seeing a pattern here that if somebody is not so you're like basically honey if I buy you deodorant, you smell. Yes. If I give you gum. No, 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 no. Because, no, but, but you know, I and then the person actually was really upset. Not upset, but it was the he reaction was upset about free clothes. Oh, sir, you're living wrong. If Rosa Casa tries to trick on you, you say thank you. Right. That's weird. Um. Yeah, but you know, then we had a conversation, and he was. 
you know, he, he wasn't getting it. I was still trying to go there. And then I lost it. And I said, man, you just look ugly as fuck. I just didn't want to tell you, but. Oh, my God. You look, you, you look <laughs> fat. You look old. Oh my you look God. hunch. You hunching. This is why tourists get in trouble, y'all. For y'all who are watching the show, this is why, because tourists are known as being the blunt sign. We get in trouble But, but I, but I, but I, uh-huh. you know, I want to come nice at the beginning. You're you going to start off nice, and if you still don't get the hint, I'm going to tell you, you look ugly. But no, it, it was, we, it got to the point where he was almost pressuring me, like, why did you even got me that? Like, it was just like. Oh, a, so he was being really defensive, and you had to be like, look, you look crazy. I was trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so funny. I guess you haven't outgrown that because you've given me similar gifts, but instead of deodorant and clothes, you've given me a massage and a facial because I was deeply stressed. Well, but I, I don't give. Stressed. Okay, so I don't, I don't only gift based on. Uh, <laughs> You know, like if that's some, it. Exactly. Like I, I No girl, that massage, I was stressed. I knew that. That that's right. a good example. I was stressed as shit and you set Freddie and his magical hands to my yeah. house and I slept like a baby like I was supposed to come to your house afterwards. I passed out on the couch. Yeah. I um there's things that I love, like, you know, my massage, it's like my weekly Self-care. treat and Ugh. yeah, and so I like to like gift my friends so those things because I love them and I think that I have an idea that it will be something that they will love. Or... Y'all hear it here. Rosa loves me. No, Freddie is amazing. And I actually have to book a session with him again because I, I'm i not stressed anymore. I just need it because now I'm not eating as much and I'm working out more. My body's like, what are we doing? Right. I think the more you work out, what I didn't realize, and I think I told you this previously, is recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, After we were talking 30, about that. recovery becomes a lot, just as important as the workout itself. Right. Because the burnout cartilage like when i twisted my my ankle i couldn't walk for a week that was very humbling have you ever had a mobility thing i've never had an injury my entire life so to get my first like injury at like at after 40 i was like this is humbling people mm-hmm. were saying just ice your leg every 20 minutes and i was like who's gonna get the ice honey i live alone right and you live alone too so like you have but you have dogs you could train one of your dogs probably <laughs> <laughs> Train Lulu they, or Princess to get the to get the ice for you. I don't think they they are not that smart. Thank God they are cute. Damn. But they are not like the smartest dogs. I love them. Don't say that. They are so sweet. And they are I great com- great them. companions, but not the kind of dog that you'll take to like a competition. <laughs> Can you imagine Princess in the competition? <laughs> so Rose has a dog named Princess that I think is me in dog form. She's just sturdy and has resting bitch face, but she's sweet as hell. You yes. just have to get past the initial resting bitch face. Everybody loves Frances. She is so... Lulu, she on the other hand, so is a hot butt. Yeah, because Lulu is young. Lulu's with the shit. She's a puppy. <laughs> Lulu is with the shit. Yeah, we're <laughs> actually celebrating her birthday. I know. I'm going to Lulu's birthday party. Y'all listening like, y'all, you, Blue, you're going to Rosa's dog's birthday party. Yeah, I think I actually peed within the same minute that you sent it. <laughs> I was like, I'm there. Let's go. Can't wait. No, because I yeah. want to get a dog so bad. And I feel like being around your dogs will let me know if I can be a good dog mom. What makes a good dog mom? For those of you who are not aware, Rose is a huge animal advocate. She loves rescuing dogs. Um, your heart is so big for animals. and I love them, yeah. And I'm at the place now where I had a male friend tell me that I'm not allowed to get a dog because when, when a woman hits 40 and gets a dog, it means she's given up on love. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that because dogs don't, um, don't take on the space that a logger would 
Yeah, but he he cited that he knows a lot of women in their 40s who have dogs that they are using as children and as husband replacements. and They could never be. And I'm just like, that doesn't seem comparable. But they could never be. That. And if anybody's trying to get a dog to fill the void for a husband or a child, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's not. It's It's a total different thing. And it's amazing. And it has some components, you know, yeah. of... Uh, they're child you know, the relation, yeah. yeah, and even like the relationship, like there's a time where your dog is not quite your. They always gonna be like babies in our eyes, but like mm-hmm. think about when your dog is like a senior and it needs to be diapered or it needs medication. Oh, like it, McCoy, <clears throat> yeah, right. And so, I think the biggest thing about having like animals would be that you don't want to give up. Yeah. no matter what it's pure like, love and and they are going you know you might get lucky and have a puppy that lives a full healthy life and but it might you just might have like two great years and then boom something happens and right and if you're not ready for it, the worst you shouldn't get him they are a, a, See, that's the they part. are they are a commitment that because they all all they have is us so yeah. imagine like a dog you know spending like two three four five years of their lives with you and then they get sick and maybe you are you feel like you can't take care of them and now you throw them at the shelter uh they are confused and hurt they don't oh, understand what's, what's happening uh the environment at the shelter i don't know if anybody's ever i volunteer at shelters many times and it's really stressful for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it's don't get orienting. To, they don't know what's they don't, happening. They don't get to. They don't, you know, go out. They are like in a smaller, you know, kind of like area type of cage, and you know, um, if they have health issues, most likely they will be euthanized first because mm. the shelter cannot spend money on if if your dog needs surgery or um, any type of treatment. Like they'll just go first on the list. I've heard a lot of people say, and, and because you're, I do think you as an animal rights advocate, which is interesting because we've had mental health advocates, we've had LGBT um, advocates, we've had feminist, like women, like Black Lives Matter advocates, but I don't think we've ever had an animal rights activist. So we can check this off the list for humanized. You often, you guys often tell me, and tell me if you agree with this, that don't get a designer $10,000 dog, go to a shelter. Why do you guys advocate so much? to go to the dogs that are rescues instead of getting the fancy ones. So breeding dogs is actually, when you support that, you're supporting a terrible business. Oh, wow. If you are, especially if you're a woman, just imagine that you're like so locked in and um, all, like, so the females, all they have them do is give birth one time after the other. Oh, wow. They take the, the puppies, they sell them. If one of the puppies uh, has a birth defect, uh, they euthanize them or just you know discard them yeah yeah that's that sounds a little bit so when the you know after five or six years of giving litter after litter those dogs usually have tumors in their like oh because they're just there for breeding so they throw them at the at the shelter and then there's another dog dying like there's zero love for the actual animals yeah and it's it's a terrible thing to support um but so many people in, this, in la love getting fancy designer dogs do you think they are aware of this because 
I don't know. Nice. Some people don't want, and some people don't care either. They want what they want. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I, I think if you re- you if you really love dogs and you really want to save a life, you should adopt. There's tons of um, amazing dogs at the shelter. I'm thinking. I'm honestly. I think that by the end of this year, I might get a dog. And the reason why I think I want a dog is because I want to keep my heart supple. Because I recognize that when you live alone and everything's about you, when you where you're completely alone with no pets, everything's about you. Like my plants are as bad as much as my heart stretches <clears throat> on a daily basis. <clears throat> Something's in my throat, and so I realize that when you have an animal. It keeps your heart like thinking about something other than yourself, right? And I don't want to be one of those people who's like single and doesn't have kids and doesn't have to worry about anybody by herself. And then she gets into a relationship and is like, oh shit, I got to worry about you and what you do and X, Y, and Z. When you have an animal, you can't be that selfish. I've had exes who I thought were assholes and then I saw them with their dogs and I was like, oh, look at you having a heart. A little bit. Yeah. Dogs are very special. And I, you know, anybody that wanted to get one, I will obviously you know, want them to like go there. But I also like want people to like think about it. Is it yeah. is it's a life commitment. You get them and no matter how hard things get, like you shouldn't give up on them. Watching my friend, I had a shout out to my friend Sarita Russell in, in Baltimore. She loves dogs and has had a dog the entire time I've known her. Watching her, how devastated she was when her dogs passed away, scared the shit out of me. Well, she yeah, fell into a, like a depression when Elijah and Cookie died. And so I was just like, ooh, that's a, because dogs only live like seven, what, seven years? No, they can live longer. They, it depends, but yeah, I will say the average will be between 10, 12 years. That is not but a they long can time. go. They can go a little longer, but they, uh, my, I think they are too perfect to last longer than that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That's what people be saying about Aaliyah. She was too perfect to last. Could you date somebody who wasn't into, into animals? Yeah. How do you reconcile that? Because there's a movie. There's a an old. <clears throat> what's in my throat? Let me drink some water. Hold on. I haven't been drinking water, guys, because part of being in a fitness journey is that now I associate water with running to the bathroom. Yes. I have water PTSD <laughs> from the past ten days. I go to the bathroom every hour on the. Hour. How do you live like this, Rosa? I barely, barely leave. Mm-hmm. I live in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, part of being fit means you live in the ba- my God. No, so there's a movie from the 90s to bring it back called Must Love Dogs. And the whole premise was she could not date somebody who didn't love dogs. When I met you and I realized how much you loved animals, but it wasn't a deal breaker in relationships, that surprised me. Because to me, having animals is like a whole lifestyle. It's like being vegan. Yeah, well, you know, and I've been vegan before. Oh, and and I have cooked uh, meat for my significant other. So you just are have a, like a whole live and let live thing. I... I like to live my life the way I like to live it. Uh-huh. And then I let people live their lives the way they want to live it. You know, I, mm. I would love to like, if you care and if you want me to, I can guide you or I can teach you some of the things that work for me and so on. But I'm never pushing anything. And that goes for, for. But romantically speaking, what if you start living in the same house? So suddenly, wouldn't that be an issue if you're in the home with someone and uh yeah it's 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 not gonna be perfect but you you can meet your person in the middle you know that's true uh that's very, like that's very like um level-headed of you because people are like no if you don't like what i like i know people who literally say i'm a vegan who can there's a guy on um instagram called shaka bars whatever he mm-hmm. won't date anybody who's not vegan 
Like he was like, if you eat no, meat, and I, yeah, and then you're going to hell, and your body's full of swine, and like yeah, he's really no, and I understand, it. and and I understand when people have that stance as well. You yeah. know, I I get, I understand, you know, both like situations. I just feel mm. like there, there's um, there's a I I think there's a solution for if if both parties really want to like make it work yeah there there's a solution you you're being very tourist right now we're like let's figure this out babe i think for me one of my problems is i feel like i can figure out anything if i love somebody and i've recently realized that love is not enough like, well but i didn't say that i could fix it i say if we both <laughs> rosa said pronouns matter i didn't say not just I, me I said we. i'm not fixing right i say if we both want to we can we can find the solution but yeah. i cannot find the solution alone neither can the other person yeah. so you know so you're not I'm, an enabler because I, I i'm a recovering enabler no. i used to be the kind of person where i felt if i loved you i could drag us across the finish line and i've recently realized that it's not like i can't do it anymore like if, if you're not mutually into something or into fixing something like i had a friendship recently and i was like yo i'm really really hurt because every time i invite you to hang out you're excited to hang out you thank me for thinking of you but the entire time i've known you you've never once asked me to hang out so like i'm constantly getting texts saying thank you for thinking of me i would like to send one back and so i realized in that friendship this was somebody who was really comfortable coming into my space but had no interest or any kind of thought about offering me into their space right the old me would have just kept on inviting them out the new me this week was like no i don't want friends who are in my space but won't let me into theirs i think we should figure that out or we shouldn't be friends right and that's a new thing for me to set the kind of boundary but i feel like you set those kind of boundaries all the time which is funny because you're so generous when i first <laughs> met you i was like rosa i know you rich and you you successful and you got <laughs> rosa got jobs rosa's an entrepreneur guy she's gonna lie to y'all until she's a regular person live i'm not rich you, i am you are rich in the way that it counts I'm okay a, i'm a poor little girl that came here <laughs> from the dominican republic with like 60 dollars and a chicken under my Cue arm the music rosa has a business <laughs> uh you want to shout out your business i want to make sure i, I say it right yeah. cosa mia because i always say casamigos and i know it's not casamigos. <laughs> that's <laughs> the other that's the other one that's the other thing yeah you have a clothing line you you literally like are in a show Shout out mm -hmm. your show real quick. We want people to oh, know yeah. where they can it's, find you. Yeah, uh, it's called Johnson. It's on Bounce TV. And we uh, second season comes up uh, July 10th on what Bounce TV. Or you can watch it uh, on the Brown Sugar app. And what, what character do you play? I play uh, a very spicy Latina named Bianca Torres. So nothing like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no she's actually her name is rosa <laughs> no she's she's we're not the same she's actually how y'all different so she's like a like an instagram model you know uh-huh again uh, how are y'all different no she's like young and how uh, are y'all different she's very young uh and young minded okay that's different because you think like a rich old man okay that's very <laughs> no you think like like your name is john and you have a 401 yeah and no. mm -hmm. um she also a little i will say a little immature a little more free than i would be um people are surprised by how sexually and um everything she, i feel like a whole phase is she going through a whole phase on the show I mean, Ooh. for anybody that saw the first season, I was, uh, I started as the 
um, love interest of one guy, and I ended up sleeping with one of his best friends. That's I didn't yeah, that's know. Whole shit. That's called whole shit. I she didn't that know. That is whole shit, Rosa. Okay, well, she didn't know that they were friends, but they, but the guy. Did she stop when she found out? Yeah, but no, no, <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the second season. It just gets worse, but yeah. No, I have to watch. You please send me a link because you know I suck with stuff like this. I will. It's so funny how, and we were talking about this. Like you are not an enabler. I love that about you. You're good about setting boundaries. You're also not the fast butt. Like people would think that attractive women who have an Instagram following and who dress sexy are like on some hoe shit. But in reality, Rosa, like you're very like I don't want to say conservative. But you're very yeah, I reserved. Wouldn't, I wouldn't think I'm conservative. I'm like actually very open minded. No, you're open minded, but you're but you're reserved. You're I wouldn't do. Yeah, I wouldn't do. There's there's things that I I don't have a problem with. I just wouldn't do them. But I don't that's, have a problem with other people doing. That's that. been my philosophy as well. Like I yeah. actually went through a whole phase. Did you go through a whole phase at all? No, See, I haven't had a chance because mm -hmm. I've been. You know, you're an open minded conservative. That's what we're gonna call you. I was. Um, you know, I went from like a five-year relationship and then i was uh, my very first boyfriend was like five years and then i was with somebody for like two years and then oh, my so you're mom habitually monogamous like and so constantly. my mom say you know you're like you're like 24 there's you don't have to marry every person that you date you're young this is your 20s but you you're should just like so you want to date you know date a little bit like maybe date two guys at the same just go out like date. oh your mother was pushing you to be more free in that way yeah and Girl, i was like mom. yeah i'm going to date two people and then i ended up like the next guy that i met i was already in a relationship with him for like two years again see you're <laughs> habitually monogamous why do you, you think your relationships usually end if you had to like think about it because if you are a nice person who makes their own money, who's beautiful, who is open-minded and all these things, for you, why do relationships tend to end? I think, well, that's this is terrible. Um, it's called humanized. So you can be imperfect. It's okay. <laughs> so two things. One, I think that we, towards the end, we don't love each other like a man is supposed to love its woman and a woman is supposed to love like a man unpack that what do you mean by that like we just we're like the homies we become oh, like oh like becomes friend zone we, or... we became more of a maybe family like related like cousins or something so the passion died out in the romantic yeah we're in a relationship and, and i tend to go for the nice person so mm -hmm. if there's somebody that I have a connection with and I know that person is not good for me, I, I will not touch that. I will not look that way. But if there's somebody that I don't have like this crazy connection with, but I just feel like we could build something, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with that person. You got, so yeah, you got bull problems. So I'm, yeah. I'm always going to I always pick the, the, the right thing on paper, the, the stable thing. Would you yeah. ever do something dangerous now that you now that you have that hindsight? Would you perhaps go after that this is a risk, but it feels good. Person? Absolutely not. Oh, that, <laughs> that sentence ended differently. But you know, the other thing too is that most of the people that I like, at least the guys that I um, dated in the past, I want to say, ten years, eleven years, they all went through the same thing. Like I think they, they were just like, oh, you know, they care for me so much and they love me so much that. I they put me in like a little cage. They were like, I just oh want, yeah, I don't want nobody to touch her, including myself. So I was just there, oh, so you like were on a pedestal is like almost like a trophy rather than a person. Yeah, 
What's the biggest difference between dating guys and girls, if you had to like think about it? Because for me, I've I lived in DC for a long time and dated a lot of women um, and a couple guys, and I came to LA and dated them, and, and now it's been mostly men. And there's a huge difference for me. What's the big difference for you between dating men and women? Mm, I think I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, and I think that women are just emotion more emotional emotionally intelligent. Yep. Um, most Amen. likely to go to therapy. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Better looking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Rosa, wait. <laughs> Make more money. Wait, wait, okay. Again, Financially she, more independent. She chose violence again. Okay. <laughs> I will say that I am stunned by the lowered emotional intelligence of a lot of the really good pe- men that I've met. Um, and I think they're socialized to be less emotional. Like, I think women are encouraged to be emotionally intelligent and men are not. Men are encouraged to just pound on their chest and seem strong and powerful, mm-hmm. but they're not really encouraged to be introspective. Right. And I've had a lot of courageous conversations with the last week with people and the one with the men haven't gone as well. Like the women have been amazing. Like they've showed up for me. Like, yes, you're right. Thank you for the feedback. Let's build together. And the men just got defensive. Yeah. I, and not to say that there are not all like, men. I'm just saying that in right in, in general, society, this is what yeah tends to in happen. general. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, I don't. I I think a lot of people will agree that women are better looking. I mean, I think men will even agree with that. Even yeah. if you are straight, like visually, like women just, uh, just... Rosa, you're so gay. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, women are just better to look at. And that's just we're, yes, women are beautiful. That's true. Yeah, they're like if you put two bodies, like if you put the best looking guy mm-hmm. naked and the best looking woman naked, the best looking woman is gonna like it's just gonna win. Says so just like a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, no, no jokes. No, no, I, all I, jokes I, aside, women are beautiful. Yeah, better looking. Um, these days, mo- women usually are better in a in a better position financially. I will say this: there's a lot of lesbians probably who, because we're, we're we're approaching Pride Month, we're watching this like, wait, Rosa Costa thinks we're beautiful. You sure you don't want to turn off your DMs after this episode? No. People are gonna be like, Rosa. No, 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 no. no. Do I, I'm you? enough. I have enough right now in my life. It's good. Do women approach you when you're out and about? No, really, nobody approaches me, and if. If there it ever happens, it'll be a guy that's not twenty one just yet and he's riding a bike. I mean, if you have like a, <laughs> it's a guy, it's, Young an, and dumb. It's, a, it's an older, refined, good looking man driving a Rolls Royce. Won't look at me. The the kid in the bicycle. Uh-huh. Yo, ma. <laughs> Excuse me. Good. That's so wild to me. Do you see yeah. yourself? And do a gut check. Do you see yourself ever, like? Do, could you see yourself getting married in your old years? I am. What do you talk? No. <laughs> I'm so done. I know you're in a relationship, but you guys are you, okay. Marriage, okay. Yeah. I personally, and this is going to be so funny. I've talked about wanting to be married in the show before. I actually think I'm at a place now where I only want to be married in the right circumstances. Like, there's some people who would be married by not, any means necessary. I'm more so... It's not that big of a deal. Trust it, me. I've done it. My friend Mandy said... It's not me, my first time either. She said that she makes too much money to get married. Yeah, that. My friend Mandy was like, she's like, I, I just make too much money to get married because it's... I would lose money by getting a husband. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. I, um... I probably wouldn't do it again. Really? Yeah. 
Interesting. It's so funny because I think we're entering this phase now where the end game looks different for women. I think, I think, yeah. It, There's more we, opportunities than just married and babies, yeah. Yeah, it made sense for us, but I think in the future, I probably wouldn't do it again. I think in my future, I just want to be in a healthy, loving relationship. That's great. And whatever shape that takes, I just wanted to be with somebody who's emotionally intelligent. Because one of the things that I... I and, and that you want that to be a man? Rosa. Good luck. Rosa keeps choosing... Yeah, I'm going to find the one emotionally intelligent uh, black man in L.A. Ooh, and he got to be black. Yeah, You're I'm, really narrowing look, down your... Look, I... I this collection. This is like Willy Wonka. I'm just going to roll the dice. Uh, but, but I really do want somebody emotionally intelligent. And I know now that the biggest deal breaker for me... And to, I, I want to know what your deal breaker is, too, is... I cannot be with someone who cannot take feedback without being defensive. Like, it's almost one of those things of if I say something hurts me, like, even if you disagree, let's talk through it, but don't attack me. And I think a lot of men, when you say, hey, this thing that I, I want, you're not doing it. Can we discuss how, how, how do I get it? All they hear is I'm inadequate and they respond as if they're inadequate rather than right. seeing it as an opportunity to grow. You know what I mean? And I just, right. I just need to be able to like, talk things out people and i'm the kind of person where i can have really difficult conversations as long as i feel safe the minute i feel unsafe i shut down and i think a lot of men are not equipped to keep women safe emotionally yeah. rosa don't make that face <laughs> for those of you who are watching on youtube or patreon <laughs> if you see me and rosa at a lesbian club you just know that it was probably right we were at the lesbian club we were we did go to a lesbian club together yeah them strippers were dancing for, they were Honey, and I think you and Takara's friends were like dancing that night, right? Yeah, yeah. Them strippers were they? They looked nice. They were they yeah, were they, they were very attractive. And I have a video. I don't even know if I posted it of you just like making it rain on them. <laughs> you were you were you were very generous. Yeah. That's the question I have before we wrap up. I know, I know this, this hour is going by quickly. Yeah, I know. I tell I tell, I tell people all the time that it's a fast hour and nobody believes me. And then I'm like, hey, it's almost over. They're like, hey, we just started. As a generous person, because I remember when I first became friends with you, you were so generous. And I know what it's like to be the generous friend. I was like, Rosa, I know that back to you being rich. This is the back to the original I point. I don't know what she's talking Rosa, about. Rosa, I know you got all these If the IRS comes for me, <laughs> I'm going to tell them to go to your house. I know you got all these businesses and whatnot, but I'm, I'm not comfortable being in a friendship where I don't feel like I'm giving something back. I went and found you the most random gift. <laughs> Just to feel like I was, it was a dumbbell water bottle. Yeah. Rosa's hair color is pink. And she works out all the time. So I found this water bottle that is shaped like a pink dumbbell mm -hmm. that you could also use as a weight. I don't know if you know that, but you can also use it as a weight. Yeah. I was like, look, I got you something. It makes me think of you. And I was like, she's probably going to think I'm so corny. But you but you were sweet enough to post it. Yeah. I'm the I person. Like it. I just want folks to know that, like, I see you and I want you to know that it goes mm -hmm. both ways. I don't want anybody to ever feel like Blue's just here for the ride because I know what that feels like. How do you, as such a generous person, reconcile with let's say having friends who are not as successful or affluent or who are just like how do you manage that because i know some people like you'd be the perfect person for a bad person to be like oh rose is nice to me i can take for her she's so generous but there's something about you that i don't feel like that happens to you very no often. it doesn't it uh, i i mean the probably the only time that it happened was the person that i gave the that was looking really ugly oh shit um, back to this <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, I just want to say all my friends are, uh, they give me, uh, you know, 100% uh, 
to their capacity. Oh, I love that. That's a great way of looking at it. You know, not everybody can give you material things, but they'll give you time or they'll give you other things. And then there's, yeah. there, you know, not, not, you know, sometimes it's not, I mean, you know, you bought me like the $2 tacos and I, I'm going to feel equally, you know, if you took me to the taco truck and bought me some tacos and I was hungry, yeah. that does the same thing that if I really wanted a Chanel person, you got it for me. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow, that's very sweet. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it depends. Like, in the moment, like, if in, in the moment I really want a plant or some flowers or whatever, it's you know what I mean? It's funny. When people look at you, the biggest misconceptions are would be that you're a gold digger, I am. Home. I am. That's not a misconception. Rosa. I am. <laughs> it's called humanized. Y'all gonna be I Rosa am, If anybody, you know, if I this thing don't work, the next person, you better reload it because I'm just Rosa is not a gold digger. She's go she, she plays am. it on TV. I am no, I am. I am. Do not believe this lady. She just been knowing me for like a year or so. <laughs> I am. Rosa's one of the most generous, sweethearted friends that I've ever had. When I was going through a really rough patch at the end of the year, you really showed up for me. Like, literally showed up. That's great. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a gold digger. <laughs> I was trying to pivot, girl. Yes, you're a gold digger. <laughs> She's a great friend. She's a great friend and also a, a very mm. strategic gold digger. <laughs> yes. Um, You know, right now, my, my partner... Um, and I are not like in great terms because I asked for a farm for my birthday. Here we go with the farm. And I didn't get it. You know, it's so crazy. I now understand why people want farms. I was talking to Damage about this in the previous episode. Like people are in LA to be seen. I want to make enough money to disappear. Like I want to be to the point where my business is generating passive income. I have an infrastructure around. And if I want to just buy a farm like Khalees with my family and go raise heirloom tomatoes and just raise my Like I want to be able to do that. Like I don't need to be constantly on the scene. You surprisingly are not somebody who's constantly on the scene either. Like you pick and choose where you go. How did you stop yourself from getting pulled into that hot girl? I have to constantly be at every premiere vibe that a lot of women who look like you, but who don't move like you, they, they fall prey to that. Well, I'll tell you why. Because mm -hmm. I think that uh, for women, especially in this industry, it is kind of like a set, they are like setting us up. Um, you know, I've seen many women that yep. come from the same background as I am, like video girls or whatever. And, you know, fast forward, like end of their career, they are like, you know, a, you know, older now. And there's nothing to show for for all those years of yep. making lots of money. And, helping, and, men, think, and help, helping men and people in the industry look good. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that one of the reasons is because if every week I have to go to two to three events and do my hair and makeup for each one, because if I don't, and I, if, if I don't, I'm going to look greasy oh. <laughs> in those like red carpet pictures, right? Unless you know how to do your own hair and makeup, like professionally, not like. She said greasy y'all. Uh -huh. Yeah. But you know, for, in my, in my opinion, it is a setup, like women coming to this, uh, industry and we have to spend so much money just to show up yeah you know and and if you don't show up in the way that people expect uh you get criticized it does uh, it does it, yeah. it, it does actually the opposite of like what was what what you intended to do yeah so 
I pick and choose. I I have a budget that I don't go. I, I don't go over. It's so hilarious with you and this budget. Uh-huh. I, I heard about to... this budget before. <laughs> well, I'm trying to open a dog rescue in the Dominican Republic. So. Oh, that's so sweet. And that's the thing I will say, too, is I know a lot of... Uh, I know a lot of beautiful women who make money and who leverage and monetize being beautiful women in this industry. And you're one of the few that I can say has figured out how to be self-reliant and to not be a slave to that machine. Like I, I've mentioned this several times and, I'm, and I keep on saying this because I want the audience to hear this. You have a business outside of the the look, right? And you invested, you bought a home, you have a passion with dogs and you're working on the dog rescue. Like you have diversified your portfolio so that you're not a slave to beauty. And I think that's what makes you a beast to me. I mean, th this episode is going to be called The Beauty is a Beast because <laughs> you think like a beast, like you're a beautiful woman, but you think like a beast. And I wish more women who are casino society is being conventionally attractive recognize that that's not all they get to be right and and there's nothing wrong i mean in any ways like there's nothing wrong with it until you can't pay your rent like you need to be <laughs> like you need to be able to take care of yourself sis like right. being cute's not enough you need to be able to make sure that if god forbid that gig or that man or whatever come up you have falls apart you can be self-reliant and right. you're you're the most self-reliant person that i have met in this sector and i know a lot of girls in this sector oh you're so sweet well, inaccurate you're very self-reliant <laughs> and that's a huge thing because a lot of women that i know are so dependent on somebody else to like make it across the finish line yeah i mean i'm not i'm not mad at them i but you can teach them <laughs> you might want to teach a class <laughs> and you're an immigrant on top of that too so like what advice would you give to someone who is in la and this is the part where i want to be honest a lot of people come to this town because they want to be stars right and there's no shame in that mm -hmm. if you are a somebody who thinks you're beautiful talented whatever and want to be a star what is your advice for someone who wants to do all that stuff but not have to worry about survival? Like, how do you position yourself? Do you Are you saying don't spend money looking cute and invest it instead? Like, what is your advice so that somebody can be in the position that you're in that you can pick and choose and not be a slave to the Well, system? I think, like, well, balance. Like, you know, you shouldn't invest all the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not get your nails done ever your hair like girl don't like, get look your... like the guy who she gave the clothes to yes <laughs> that poor man's gonna watch this episode and be like that bitch <laughs> are y'all still friends because you won't be after he sees this <laughs> welcome to humanize <laughs> um so yeah still look good sis still look good uh-huh no, but, you know, I'll tell you, the one thing that has, like, I feel that has worked for me is that I have a great team around me. Nice. And, I mean, yeah, I have, like, friends and everything, but my team, like, the people that I work with. And this goes from the person that does my nails to my hair to my makeup. And your nails to... look amazing today. No, thanks. They're my I birthday broke a nail nails. in the bathroom, but her nails are, are busting. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, like, just, I just feel like my team is amazing like the people mm -hmm. that work with me like they believe in me they protect me they kept me safe like it's mm -hmm. really you know there, there's a lot of predators in like um in our industry for women especially young women that the want to like crazy in this industry yeah that want to like women that want to like go further and you know there's a lot of that mm -hmm. out the there casting couch and all types of craziness yeah yes so you know i'm i'm lucky that i have found you know my team that How has did always you find kept your me team? Um, was it organic? Was it a, like an introduction? Because I'm at the point now where I'm just realizing that I need to create a team. Because I'm like, oh, I actually am unprotected. Like I'm just in these streets raw dogging it in Los Angeles. It's not a good look, right? And yeah. so, like, how did you, did you naturally get introduced people? Like, how did your team come about? Yeah, it kind of like it kind of happened when I when I started like modeling. Um, 
it it happened overnight for me. I wasn't really expecting it, and so somebody uh, that I was around offered to like help me. So many uh, emails and things I couldn't handle it myself, and mm -hmm. thank God. And you know that was great. Then I ended up uh, switching from that manager to another one, and from there, you know, to another one. I met my publicist, and you know. Oh, so it's almost like the the network started introducing each other people. Yeah, but it's nice. it's been great and. You know, when I go to events and my my publicist, shout out to Echo Haddix, just amazing. Yeah. From Echo and Sounds. Echo will like if somebody's I don't have to be mean to people. Because she will She's the one that says, Okay, that's great. Yeah, you took your picture. Okay, great. You know, when a guy is just holding my hand too long, you just don't wanna let go and she's just like she comes like with the machete. <laughs> 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 okay, that was great. Thanks for coming. And it it saves me from having to be the asshole. It you allows know? you to be you without having to worry about managing all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So have I, a and, have a good team. Still look decent, and invest some of your money in other things. Diversify your portfolio. Yeah, I I think that. Anyways, I mean, if you live in LA, nobody that I know here has one hustle. Everybody's yeah. doing like seven. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just to live like comfortably. Like that's not we're not balling. Yeah. <laughs> you know so the cost of living in Los Angeles. You would be considered rich somewhere else in LA. You're just surviving. Like, it's just regular. regular. Yeah, it's yeah. probably one of the only places where you can be a millionaire on paper mm -hmm. and just be like middle class, just like living like a very like regular, regular life. I, when, I, when I moved to LA, there was a, a year where I did my taxes and I was like, I made $250,000. That's so much, child. <laughs> Yeah. In Los Angeles, that's not a lot of money, unfortunately. A salad here is fifty dollars. So. Yeah, Rosa's the one who who coined the phrase. L.A. has a two hundred fifty dollar uh, breathing tax. Like you leave the house, you got to pay two fifty just to breathe the air. Yeah, which Good. is really crazy to me. You wake up, you open your eyes, and it's like that was two hundred dollars. You're like, damn, all I did was open my eyes. Yeah, I, I'd be scared to leave the house. I'm like, I'm about to spend a couple hundred dollars just leaving the house right now. Yeah, Rosa, it's this tough. Is crazy. Our time is up. Damn. Isn't that crazy how it's just a conversation? I'm coming back. You have to come back. Next time, I'm going to interview you. Oh, God, no. That's going <laughs> 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 to... Rose's question is going to be like, so why? Why, Blue? No, I, I love that you were on the show because the whole point of the show is to take big personalities, big topics, and just show that they're human beings. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that people are going to be watching this episode who are going to be surprised by how approachable you are. I don't, I don't know if Rosa, people will I know say that. that. This is bad for your PR. But thanks. But thanks. I find you very approachable. And well, again, this show is also an excuse for me to give my friends my flowers. And I cannot thank you enough <laughs> for the way that you show up in my life because a lot of people in this town, um, they're, I don't want to use the word bitter because that's not a nice word. A lot of people in this town are always like ego checking, right? Like they're always doing things that are good for their ego. I can tell you're doing things just out of the kindness of your heart. And I might not be a big deal to you, but mm -hmm. that is huge out here. It's very rare out here. So I want to give you your flowers for being a decent, sincere human being. Because unfortunately, oh, that's you. not the norm. Damn, that sucks. I know. It really does. <laughs> it's a sad day. We're like, thank you, you for being decent. You need to change your, your circle. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've recently changed my circle. And so now I have a lot of new people to thank. And I, I really do think, though, that like you back at the end of December of the past year, that dark moment like you helped me out of that tunnel and now i'm in the space where i'm meeting all these great people and old friends who really have my back are coming back around but we sometimes forget to thank folks who help us during that transition right well i'm glad you're doing oh i'm doing good. great now i had some meetings before this call that i'm very excited about i'll okay. wait until another show to share with that but well 
I'll I'll ask you about those when I come and interview you. Well, by the time you come and interview me, I, hopefully I will be even further in my fitness journey. And we'll okay. be able to talk about whatever the hell's going on at that point. I just feel like the next episode, we should just do it in a bikini. Yes, we're going to do an episode by a pool. You know what we're going to do at Rosa's house? We're going to mm -hmm. do an episode at Rosa's house. We're going to have Lulu and Princess featured. You have like what looks like a sex swing above your pool. It's not a sex it look, swing. Rosa, it, I, it, it looks like a sex swing above your pool. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> it's not a sex swing. You guys heard it here. We're doing a special episode at Rosa's house. It's doing... It's it's to practice for the Olympic water Olympic. Whatever you say, sis. Uh, this has been human. <laughs> <laughs> for those who want to keep in contact with Rosa, Rosa, where can they find you? At Rosa Costa on Instagram, and then you can hit the link in my bio for everything. My all my businesses and all the Rosa does all the things. She has several hustles. Yes, everything. I have something for each member of your family <laughs> she really does from your dog to your baby to your daddy to the anybody who wants to trick especially on especially you. your daddy you know what <laughs> and this is with the gold digger thing I'm saying. rosa rosa is a good person gold digger right now gold diggers have hearts guys and for yes those we of, do for those of you who want to find me you know i'm at blue centric and if you want to join our emotional intelligence workshops please 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 register now at ots22.eventbrite.com that is ots22.eventbrite.com registration ends on may 29th we start classes june 2nd we have great conversations like the one i just had with rosa and please please on all the platforms give us five stars and leave a review because it helps us in the algorithm and pay these bills because production is not free love you guys bye, bye. electric acid welcome to tuning into sound well-being where we harmonize your mind body and soul I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.